This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Consider a career with the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. As a Boilermaker apprentice, you'll earn while you learn. We offer excellent wages and benefits. And as part of our no-cost, hands-on apprenticeship program, you'll learn from the best in state-of-the-art training centers and on the job. Become a union Boilermaker and get on your way to a great career. Visit Boilermakers.org or call 844-IBB-WELD. And guess where this additional billion gallons of biofuel is going to come from? It's going to come from abroad. That's not an American-first energy policy. We're in this together. Labor's in this. Building trades are in this. Refiners are in this. American consumers need us to do this, too. Now across the Jacob Media Network, welcome to the Labor and Energy Show special. Exclusively presented by the PBF Energy Paulsboro Refinery and the PBF Delaware City Refinery in collaboration with the labor unions that build our communities. If you fix this RINs issue, you're looking at a reduction of 25 to 30 cents a gallon. This is the Labor and Energy Show, bringing labor leaders, national experts, and political influencers together to educate you about fancy terms like RINs and Reggie, while explaining the truth about energy independence. Welcome to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause as we broadcast to you across the entire Mid-Atlantic region. We move forward into uh, the later part of the month, J. Doc. Here in October, I want to let our listening audience know about our next uh, big event. Our, the first two have been spectacular. Sure. So I want to make sure that we tell everybody uh, about our summit coming up this month. And then we'll introduce a great guest for us today. Absolutely, Joe. So we're ecstatic. Uh, the weekend of the, of the uh, 28th of October, um, we have our next uh, Labor and Energy Summit, which is going to involve the Western Energy Alliance. Uh, Kathleen Sagam is the president of that organization. And uh, it's, it's kind of ironic because, obviously, that's the West Coast. We, and our guest uh, today is, is, is uh, you know, from the West Coast. And so we're real, real excited about that. The first two summits were fantastic, and it's going to be great. Now, if I'm tuning in, if I'm a listener and I'm tuning in to the Labor and Energy Show, and I hear, hey, they're doing a summit on the 28th of October. What is the summit? Yeah, it's it's what what we're doing is we're, we're taking the, uh, you know, the top people from the different industries. Okay, so we've had the shale industry here, the, district, the different energy and labor uh, areas, and so we've had the, the shale industry executives, we've had the refinery executives, we're going to have the labor, uh, you know, uh, leaders uh, summits, uh, and, and uh, this time we're going to take the the uh, uh, the individuals that the, the oil companies from the uh, West Coast, the individuals that are uh, uh, really the tops in that particular industry, and we are going to uh, showcase them, but their challenges, their benefits. Uh, we talk a lot about the environment, which is important to us. Obviously, you know it's. Uh, but what's awesome about it is it's important to everybody we talk to. Our environmental standards in each one of our industries are through the roof. Everybody cares about it, and yet many times. These individuals are getting uh, shut down. People are, uh, you know, talking about, you know, uh, shutting our, our traditional energy industries down uh, to move to renewables. We all know we're going I'll to. Tell you what the, I'll tell you what they're talking about right now. I mentioned October coming in, and I didn't mean to interrupt your thought right sure. now. They're talking about right now um, either being energy independent or energy dependent. We want to be independent. And at this time right. of the year, here on the East Coast, whether you're down in Washington, whether you're in South Jersey, whether you're in Delaware, whether you're in the Philadelphia region, you're getting ready to go into what will be the winter months sure. uh, that are in front of us. And there's huge concerns for what the cost is going to be, how much it's going to be at the gas pump. All of those conversations circle into why we exist. That's right. And and the summits and, and along with our regular week are about uh, you know educating the people on working together to, to create these initiatives so we can be energy independent and at the same time. Time, uh, you know, as they say, transition into the new energy world and in, in, into renewables with our traditional energy resources. So, uh, by the way, this.
this particular this particular show is going to be an amazing show. Uh, it, you know, we're, you know, I'll tell you, this show is about unions taking a proactive approach uh, to growth. Uh, you know, with with the times and technology, it's about being a new world union. It's about unions of the future, and the future is today, man. Yeah. No doubt about that. Great show. Before we bring Dominic Lucero into the conversation, and intro, I'll let you do the introduction with Dominic. I do want to remind our listening audience, if you miss any of today's show, if you want to go back and listen to uh, our previous two summits or any of the broadcasts, just go to Apple or Spotify, search The Labor and Energy Show. Thanks, Joe. And I'm ecstatic to bring in, into the program uh, Dominic Lucero, who's a business agent, uh, apprentice instructor, and the chair of the New Endeavors Committee for Boilermakers Local 549. Dominic was uh, highly recommended by the International Boilermakers Union. Where do you hear this guy? This is some high-level stuff. Dominic, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. And, and, and so, a uh, little brief uh, introduction. I'll tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and the positions you, you, you uh, hold with Local 549. So yeah, my name is Dominic Lucero. Uh, I'm a bowl maker out of local 549 Pittsburgh, California. Currently, my full-time job is apprenticeship instructor, and I am transitioning into the business agent position. Uh, I also serve as a uh, LEAP delegate, where we go to Washington and we lobby. And I also serve as a trustee on our executive board. And I think the purpose of this phone call is uh, I am the chair of the New Endeavors Research and Development Committee. And so having said that, before we get into uh, the, the New Endeavors Committee, okay, which is absolutely fascinating, uh, man, it talks, it shows you, you know, where unions are at today, brother. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the story and what led us to this point. Um, what it, it, for the listeners, just so they understand, what the Boilermakers historically do, skill sets, scope of work, and, and the workplaces that you typically have worked up to, uh, worked in uh, till this time? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a, a complex answer. Uh, I think the simplest way to put it is union Boilermakers are skilled craftspeople who work on containment vessels. Um, so what that really entails in today's world and what we do is we build, maintain, and uh, repair and maintenance power plants, refineries, still mills, nuclear facilities. We build uh, water infrastructure as far as dams. Uh, we do geothermal and water storage tanks, just to name a few. And so having said that, uh, you know, those are areas uh, right now, obviously, in some ways that are under attack. And having said that, um, let's talk about what has led up to the new endeavors committee. What has been going on in, in your industry um, that has motivated, you know, yourself, your team, the Boilermakers, um, you know, to uh, you know, working on this uh, particular endeavor? So we have a, a great team in the Boilermakers in general, especially here at Local 549, a fantastic group of people. Um, we were able to pass some legislation around 2014 where we were able to organize all the refineries in California, essentially saying that the workforce in any petroleum refining industry out here had to have a workforce of 60% graduate apprentices from a state-approved apprenticeship program. So almost overnight, we've seen a massive influx of our members, um, and a majority of our work then became uh, petrochemical refining and crude oil refining. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a hot-button issue. There's a lot of discussion going on, uh, legislative discussion going on, and um, different things that really push the in industry in different directions. So it's a pretty volatile industry, uh, politically speaking, and regulations are constantly coming up. Um, so looking at a majority of our man hours being in petrochemical refining, um, and looking at the political landscape and what's going on with it, it became pretty clear to us uh, that our man hours cannot be based on political cycles. 
And having said that, um, you, you know, you have, uh, you know, when, when, when you when you lay that out, you, you know, you talk about um, a lot of the things that have happened. Um, what we, you know, some of the, some of the areas, the California uh, Air Resources uh, Board uh, plans and, and the constant uh, fossil fuels regulation, obviously. Uh, impact your industry reminds me a lot of uh, Reggie, the regional greenhouse gas initiative here, um, and and of course uh, a, a number of other things that uh, uh, you know you're, you're, you're like you mentioned a growing concern with the with the members of local dependence uh, on on refineries. Um, a lot of those things uh, came about. You're getting scavenged in a sense. Talk about the global shift in energy and how it's impacted. Uh, not only your local, but uh, you know the industry as a whole. Absolutely. So sometimes it's easy to lose sight of what's going on in the whole entire world whenever your job is dependent on a lot of these different energy sources. And from time to time, it can really seem like uh, it's you know your state politicians or your state regulatory boards that are uh, attacking your industry. But really, we are witnessing a, a worldwide shift in the way we use energy. Um, and if you look at what they're doing in Europe and especially Scandinavia and Norway and Denmark and Iceland, uh, not to mention even in China and Korea, uh, there is a big shift to find new sources of energy, different ways to produce that energy, uh, different resources, and to be more independent uh, as individual countries. So, I mean, obviously, um, you know, we have... Uh, the Paris Climate Accord, and it's mainly centered around bringing down greenhouse gases in some pretty incredible and uh, pretty intelligent ways they've been able to come up with. Dominic Lucero is our special guest here on the Labor and Energy Show. Dominic, let me ask you to comment on that. I understand, and I, I understand. I don't, well, I don't understand the shift, but I understand um, when you reference that a shift is occurring, and I understand just from. Uh, just from hearing stories across the news or reading them uh, digitally online, there is this real shift. But the one thing that is still constant right now, as we do this, as we do this show, the labor and energy show, is that we are becoming less independent and more dependent. And in the process of making the shift. I feel as though we're hurting ourselves. Do you agree with that? To some degree. Uh, transitions are never comfortable. Uh, you know, change always brings about unforeseen. So currently, yes, uh, there, there has to be that bridge where we move from one to the other. And we are making ourselves a little bit more dependent. But moving into the future, I mean, if we can create most of our energy from water, um, that makes us far more independent. But Currently, as it stands, you are correct. Yes, and and, and Dominic, you know what's interesting? Um, it, you know the narrative is that uh, any 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 uh, organizations or companies that have to do with the traditional energy resources um, doesn't care about the environment. That's clearly not true. And, and the fact of the matter is we do care about it. Um, we just want to educate the public and let them understand that we need to work together. I heard one of your Boilermakers business agents down here, uh, John Bland um, of Local 13, has talked about working together. When did we ever not work together with our political leaders, uh, in, you know, environmental? This is obviously hasn't been going on for a while um, with our environmentalist uh, movement. Uh, years and years ago, we always worked together on solutions. Now, all of a sudden, it's us against them. Um, am I, you know, talk about obviously adapting to these new technologies, but still, uh, you know, having that environmental consciousness, um, you know, and, 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 and the fact that people, that's a misnomer with us. And that, and that by the way, that includes natural gas producers, uh, oil producers, obviously our refineries. Talk about that misnomer. Absolutely. Uh, I, was listening to our international vice president, Tom Bach, out here on the Western states one time, and he had said, makers have always been environmentalists, and it really struck me. Um, when I first got into the trade, um, our craft was really just moving out of this big boom of building uh, selective catalytic uh, reducers and reactors. Uh, we were building wet flue gas desulfurizers and spray-dry absorbers, and uh, any acronym you can think of, 
this infrastructure has to be built by somebody. And traditionally, it's being built by uh, skilled and trained labor. So it's, it's not necessarily just about ener- energy production. It's about infrastructure. And you can't just take unskilled, untrained people to be able to do that. And that's really what we've been pushing is if we're going to create and reorganize a completely brand new infrastructure, it has to be built by somebody. So, um, you know, looking at it from an objective point of view, it, to me, um, I'm not necessarily concerned too much with what side of the aisle somebody's on or where the energy producer comes from. Exactly. I'm more concerned about working class people building the infrastructure for this country. Yeah, no question about it. And the fact is, and educating people that you need, okay, in order to move forward with the new technologies, you still need our natural energy resources, our traditional energy resources in order to do that. And so working together, having a skilled workforce to continue to do, to do those things, you know, do those things work in, in our natural resource uh, communities and our traditional energy resources. Um, and at the same time, transition uh, with a standard uh, to our environment uh, is not, not only uh, important, it's an absolute necessity or it can't be done. So like John Bland said before, why aren't we working together? Why isn't the narrative together, both politically and in, 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 in advocacy and the whole deal? Dominic Lucero is our special guest here for the full hour of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. We'll take our first commercial break. We'll be back quickly, I promise, on the other side. Back in a moment. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know that natural gas with carbon capture and storage ensures a more stable and cost-effective energy supply than renewables alone? Did you know? First chartered in 1903, Steamfitters Local 420 has been constructing and installing mechanical systems throughout the Delaware Valley for over a century. United by excellence, this local is proud to have worked on projects such as the Sun Oil Refineries, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and the stadiums for all our Philly teams. From helmets to hard hats, Local 420 represents the history of Philadelphia. Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, business manager. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. And back here on the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. As J-Doc mentioned in our opening segment when we first came on the air, our our next Labor and Energy Summit will be this month. It'll be at the very end of October, uh, J-Doc. Very excited to have our third Labor and Energy Summit. And the good news about that, we have three more scheduled going out through the end of 2022 to kick off and leading into the beginning of 2023. Yeah, we're ecstatic to have uh, Kathleen Sagama's uh, Western Energy Alliance uh, members on the on the broadcast. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic summit. It's going to bring a perspective from the West Coast, and we can't wait to do it, Joe. All right, good stuff. Dominic Lucero is our special guest, Boilermakers Local 540 in transition, I think you said, Dominic, to become a business agent, correct? Correct. I've been uh, I've been able to move forward with a lot of this work while I've been able to hold my current uh, position as an instructor. But January 1, I will be transitioning full-time into the business agent position. And so having said that, um, Dominic, you know, and by the way, this is some heavy stuff. I mean, it really is. It's, it's some, it's some uh, really modern uh, technological type of, of stuff that, that our labor leaders and our, our union community is, is, and the boilermakers in particular are Jada, can I say that that statement 
is so true. This is really heavy stuff. Well, I, mean, I mean, and that's why sometimes I have to think from the audience perspective, hey, I want to make sure that we slow down and actually make sure that they hear what we're saying. I know for myself, sometimes I got to go back and re-listen to the broadcast just to get through it all. Yeah, absolutely. And so as a result of the energy shift, the global energy shift, and, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the situations that are in, in, a, in a lot of ways um, kind of scavenging our, our, our some of our union industries, what the Boilermaker Union has done is absolutely incredible. I was so excited when I heard about it. Um, they've created a committee called the New Endeavors uh, Research and Development uh, Committee. It's it's called NERD. That's the acronym. Um, and and so that the committee uh, it, it was created for the purpose, uh, you know, of looking into new technologies and and obviously to be proactive and find solutions to expand the scope of work into the new technologies and the new energy shift, the new global energy shift. Um, um, in other words, they're not standing on the tracks and the train's coming through. They ain't waiting for that. They're working incredibly hard to transition and, and, and expand the scope of their industry while at the same time maintaining a lot of the facilities that they're currently uh, maintaining because that is a major necessity. So having said that, I uh, want to kind of get into the committee, to the new uh, Endeavors Committee. Um, Dominic, who created uh, the concept and the vision for the committee? So really, this was a uh, brainchild of what we would call a couple of nerds who uh, are in our craft, in our local. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the great team we have on the committee, Myra Garcia, Mike Drelling, Mike Saxby, Ryan Gordon. Uh, and a few of us uh, were naturally interested in engineering and technology to begin with. And we started seeing this wave coming a little while ago, and we were able to put our heads together and we were able to bring it up at the local with our business manager, Tim Jeffries, at the time, and uh, with our president, David Hugendorn, and they thought it was a great idea. I can't stress enough. I believe committees are the gateway drug to good unionism. Absolutely, man. This is some high-tech stuff, okay? And and talk about the agenda and how you've come up with the agenda. Uh, how you—we're going to get into a lot of the things that, that your research has come, you know, has, has brought to the surface. But talk about how you operate and and, and you've come up with your agendas. So it, it really started out with just new technologies, and obviously, renewable energy is the the hot button issue today. Uh, so a lot of it was really focused around new energies, but we didn't limit ourselves there. We were looking at space exploration and uh, rocket fabrication and anything that was really going on. We started out by casting a wide net. And slowly but surely, as we got more and more familiar with the industry and what was going on, we were, air we were able to narrow down our searches and especially once we learned how to navigate the system, we were able to see the projections for the different energies uh, that were coming towards us. And more and more, we honed it in uh, to do our best to get a laser focus from a wide net. And interesting enough, just so our listeners know, Johnny Baca, who is one of the marketing representatives for the International Boilermakers, is who referred us to Dominic, okay? So obviously the International, and, and Johnny's father is a, uh, a national vice president, uh, I guess the West Coast uh, one of the representative, and so obviously the International is, is on board with this. Talk, talk about that and, and how the, the uh, committee has been received from a local committee uh, from, uh, you, you know, local 549 to, um, you know, obviously the internationals on board and this thing is growing quickly. Yeah, it's, we have a, a mantra here at our local. We will push from the bottom up. We believe in, in teamwork and roundtable discussions and, and really throwing a lot of ideas together. Um, I firmly believe in grassroots efforts and we're able to essentially make a template and then we were able to show that, uh, there was some validity to this cause and to looking into it deeper with a lot of the research we, we were able to do. And we're very lucky that uh, Tom Baca and Tim Jeffries, our international rep, and Luke Lafley, our international rep, they were curious about it. And they reached out to us and they wanted to hear what our ideas were and the directions we were going. And we're very lucky to have them actually uh, be able to pull some people in on their side to be able to help with these endeavors. And we're still going to be uh, their counterpart here at the local. That's fantastic. And, and uh, 
you know, to have an individual like Tom Baca, um, obviously on board and, and that's, that's the international. Okay. That's, that's the net, you know, for you people that don't understand that's your national union. Um, and so, uh, that's a big deal. Talk about your role as the chair. So essentially what I do is, um, I also act as recording secretary. I essentially facilitate our meetings and I do a lot of the deep dives, uh, to try to find what's going on. And then we work together as a committee. There's, we're all peers. There's nobody who stands over anybody else. Uh, but I try to take what I see as the big things on the horizon. And I try to delegate and disseminate a lot of that stuff to um, our volunteer members. These are not paid positions to really dive into uh, those very specific industries and try and see what's going on. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I heard cats because I think that would be disrespectful. Our, our committee members are way better than, than cats. But, um, you know, essentially, I, I just try to help guide the committee in different directions. Okay. And so let's talk about, you know, what you have, what your research and, and the committee has, um, and some of the areas uh, uh, that, uh, that you guys have, in a sense, uh, come up with in regards to um, training your workers, new, new energy uh, industries and, and uh, areas of potential expansion of the scope of your work. Um, hydrogen production, uh, you, you know, compressed air energy storage, uh, biochar and, and uh, paralysis from um, wood uh, biomass, plastic refining, uh, direct air capture, offshore wind, biofuels, methane, uh, digesters, food processing, concrete, uh, wastewater treatment. I mean, that's an extensive list. Talk, talk about, uh, about those, you know, obviously we can't get to every individual one, but just comment on those areas uh, because very impressive. So I, I definitely want to be uh, very clear, full disclosure, I am not an engineer, but I will play one on TV. <laughs> uh, hydrogen production is absolutely the, the biggest thing going on. It, it has a lot of potential, um, and it's not necessarily new, but as far as being able to change over our infrastructure, uh, it is still relatively in the early stages, but it is, it is picking up steam fast. Uh, compressed air energy storage is something I, I first learned about, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And we have on track to build two of these units, two 400 megawatt units out here in California. Um, it, essentially, they are using off-peak hour electricity, usually produced from solar panels, to compress air into deep caverns. And when uh, on the other side, there's a man-made reservoir. When they need power, uh, for lack of a better term, they pull the plug on the reservoir, let it drain into that cavern, and it pushes the air up through a turbine, spending the turbine making electricity. And we're seeing a lot of boilermaker work involved in that. Um, biochar is huge. It's, uh, and also, it's not new. Um, there's some evidence that shows that the ancient Mayans and Aztecs actually uh, used biochar it works as a great fertilizer and beefing up the soil and holding in water content, uh, increasing microbial life. Um, and California has had a really big problem with forest fires. So we've been thinning out our forests to try to get them back to historic uh, dispersion of trees uh, so it's not so densely packed. And when you chop down these trees, you have to do something with it. If you just let them decompose, they release uh, carbon dioxide and methane into the atmosphere. So they're able to cook these in a zero oxygen environment. Um, and they're able to turn that off gas into actual fuel, uh, renewable fuel. And the byproduct is the biochar and they use it in agriculture. Uh, plastic refining is absolutely amazing. Um, I, I thought it was the, one of the most creative things that you look at a plastic bottle and we think water, but really that plastic is a suspended state of hydrocarbons. And, and you can turn that those hydrocarbons back into diesel, into aviation fuel. And really, we've had some pretty big problems with plastic creeping into our food chain lately. Um, and this is a great way to really be able to take care of that. And I know Pennsylvania had just passed, I think it was earlier this year, uh, a bill on uh, what we would call plastic refining. But it's a way to recycle um, the plastic 
without throwing it in the dumps. Um, so the, the list goes on and on. Really, um, what was mentioned is, is just the tip of the iceberg. There's some really intelligent Incredible. and creative people. I mean, it's just it's just incredible, uh, you know, Dominic, and, and so impressive. Okay, we've been doing this show again, Joe. You know, you're 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 saying, you know, you're saying that, you know, if you're if you find yourself the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Well, here we are. We ain't the smartest guys in this room. Uh, we're, we're ecstatic to have Dominic on. We're, one of those. Are we things. even in the room, Joe? Really? Well, <laughs> do we even get into the room? Well, I, listen. And by the way, that's why. Listen, I I don't mean this in a disrespectful uh, fashion in regards to. The, um, my grandfather's union, because I'm so proud of what our forefathers have done, and 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 in in regards to setting standards for working people across the uh, across the country. But this is not your grandfather's union. In other words, and I mean that you know the fact of the matter is is that listen to this conversation. The National Boilermakers Union, that the, 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 at the, at the local level and international, are creating. Uh, you know, a, a research team and, and and exploring technologies to make it possible for them to transition. And this won't, by the way, this won't just be the, the boilermakers, the, the union community uh, and, and, and really our workforce in, in general transitioning into the new energy era. Uh, and again, I, I can't say that without also saying, and at the same time, maintaining our current energy resources, okay, traditional energy resources, and we still care about the environment, okay? Nobody, the United United States Joe Krause, if we know one thing, nobody has higher environmental standards than we do. And so this is, you know, this is a great example uh, of what we're talking about. Dominic, just put it in perspective for the listening audience, just from a a boilermaker standpoint. How many boilermakers make up the boilermakers? I I think... um the last numbers I heard, and, and this could be completely inaccurate. <laughs> I'm in my own little bubble out here. Yeah, I didn't mean to put um, you on the spot there. I just know it. I know the number's <laughs> massive. Well, I mean, um, I believe we're sitting about 64,000, but I believe that's field construction. We are a very diverse organization. Um, you know, I've, I've come up on the field construction side, but we have the industrial sector operations, which is uh, our shops and our shipyards which really makes up a large part of our organization. And uh, this is working class people being able to work in their own communities, be home with their families every night. Um, so it, it's, uh, we have bowl makers that uh, make golf balls. Uh, we have bowl makers that, um, that make stoves and ovens and blacksmiths. So we are an extremely diverse craft. Uh, we definitely are not limited to just building power plants, refineries, still mills, and paper mills, uh, it, it goes a lot further than just my scope. And and so, having said that, okay, I got a few a few questions. We got two minutes to the break, okay. and then we'll finish up with Dominic on the other side. Well, well you know, we we have a. Um you know, there, I have a couple of follow-up questions to that. We've got to spit fire because we don't have much time. The growth potential, if you're able to expand into those areas, is mind-boggling. Talk about that. So it's a multifaceted effort. You cannot just bring on more members without bringing up your training. Yep. And what we found is you can't really bring on a whole lot more members without uh, political action and legislative action for working class people at the same time. So this is a full court press uh, all the way across. But yes, um, you know, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, really we have to stop pigeonholing ourselves into just one industry. Uh, and we, in my opinion, we have to break away from being synonymous with fossil fuels and have to be synonymous uh, with infrastructure of this country, energy independence, manufacturing independence, um, and really the term boilermaker or even iron worker or pipe fitter or electrician uh, you know, union, electrician, boilermaker, what have you, all should be household names. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Joe, we'll, we'll get to the other question. Yeah, I was just going to say, great way to great way to officially bring that segment uh, to a close. We'll pick up with your rapid fire uh, on the other side. And we still have a full segment with oh, yeah. uh, Dominic Lucero, who's visiting us here on the Labor and Energy Show with Doc and Krause. We'll take a commercial break. Back in a moment. 
Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know there are 6,000 products made from petroleum that we use every day? Products like candles, trash bags, fishing rods, shower curtains, paint, umbrellas, tennis rackets, and another 5,993. Did you know? What's a Boilermaker? We're the skilled welders, riggers, and craftspeople who will help you grow your competitive edge. We step up when others step back, and we do the job right, on time, on budget, and safely. No drama, just results every time. We're the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, and everything we do begins with our bond. Let's get to work together. Visit bestintrade.com. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Neuter Integrated Multicraft Contractors has been a force since 1896. That's right, 1896. And specializes in welding, piping, mechanical, structural, constructability reviews, project management, and rigging design services. For a free consultation, call Neuter at 314-421-7600. Neuter proudly serves petroleum refining, chemical processing, power generation, and alternative energy. Get in touch with Neuter at 314-421-7600. WPHT, WPHT. HDWOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app this program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners portions of tonight's labor and energy special are presented by PBF Energy and supported by members of the labor union community a collaborative to educate the public and change the narrative and welcome back, everyone, to the Labor and Energy Show with Jay Doc and Krause. We thank you so much for tuning in and listening every week as, as weeks go by and we continue to air each week religiously with our message and with our conversation, Jay Doc, and with great guests who join us um, and give us time uh, to be able to not only understand but to be able to use the platform to be able to set the narrative straight. Uh, today's another good day, Dominic Sarah, our special guest for the full show. Yeah, no question, Joe. Business agent, uh, apprentice instructor, uh, chair of the new Endeavors Committee, uh, you know, for the Boilermakers Local 549. Uh, and, and I can tell you, this is such a high tech, you know, no pun intended, conversation. Uh, Dominic, we just talked about the areas of research, hydrogen production, compressed air, energy storage, biochar, uh, plastic refining, and all those different, there's so many more, offshore wind, uh, biofuels, uh, et cetera. Um, talk, what is the apprentice program going to look like in, in five years once you develop several of these areas? I mean, to me, it, it, it's going to remind me, it, it, it seems like it's going to be like an MIT, uh, you know, a, a class, uh, you know, obviously curriculum, but this is some high tech stuff. Well, some of my students would say it already is like an MIT course with me teaching it. Um, uh, it hopefully it just keeps continuing to grow. Um, you know, I, I believe so firmly in apprenticeship programs. Me personally, I, I grew up in the South side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, where I came from, I didn't necessarily have a whole lot of opportunity and apprenticeship programs really gave that to me. It gave me a education. Uh, it helped me realize my potential. I truly owe everything to apprenticeship programs and, and education. Um, my personal belief on the Bowlemakers apprenticeship program is it has really good bones. Yeah. Um, right now, you know, it's a four-year apprenticeship, 6,000 field construction hours, uh, over 600 hours of classroom training, um, and it, it's the equivalent to an associate's degree in mechanical engineering. Um, so really, I, I believe the principle, uh, the template of the apprenticeship program is truly applicable anywhere. Um, but it is going to have to be rearranged, especially on our training side, not necessarily classroom, 
uh, but journeyman upgrade training, um, really beefing up our alloy welding programs. Because some of these technologies, especially when you look into thorium nuclear energy, yeah. there's some pretty exotic nickel alloys and hastelloy alloys. Um, so, and the field of robotics really, uh, you know, we, we have a great drafting program, but really training a lot of our members in 3d modeling and CAD and cam, uh, moving forward in the future. It's, it's coming up quick. So I'm really excited because my passion truly is in education and being an educator and watching, uh, people realize their potential and something that, I mean, most of us, there's a reason why we don't work for NASA. There's a reason why we work. In I, oh, 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 wait a second. Hold on. I don't think so. I'm sitting here going, I'm, you know, this is, this is a, a high level conversation. The research you guys are doing is every bit as intricate as what's going on at any organization uh, across the, you know, NASA. Listen, I would not put, uh, I would not put that uh, over, over, uh, you know, your organization's, uh, you know, heads at any time. Um, and but let's do this though. Let's, kind of i want to ask you one question we so it, it's so funny that um you know sean steffi who's a boiler maker out of uh western pennsylvania is a business agent uh has been on the bro- program many times he's fantastic when he when it comes to talking energy talking uh regional greenhouse gas initiative he's heavily involved he's in a sense a national spokesman uh, but having said that he's gone to some uh job fairs for some of these new energy technologies and just this, you know, as, uh, in his research and, uh, you know, they talk, you, you know, if you in some areas, you would you would think that the transition to uh, renewables or whatever, uh, that, you know, we would call it in regards to the transition would be a smooth transition. Uh, you know, in, in you know, the union jobs, uh, but great paying jobs, uh, you know, obviously you can raise a family on it, uh, you know, all those things. Uh, you, you just transition them right into those industries. But Sean, and I'm talking about a lot of the areas that you're talking about here that you've researched. Um, some of these, some of these uh, renewable industries are paying $15 an hour. Uh, and, and, and in, in a sense, um, so, you know, the, you, I guess some media would have you believe that it's a simple transition. We take one workforce, tra- train them and transition them. But that's not always the case. How do you ensure that, you know, obviously the transition to these particular areas and the, the companies that are that are uh, obviously in these areas uh, pay fair wages, um, obviously benefits, uh, you know, and, and, and make it possible to have quality labor doing those jobs absolutely uh we're we're so fortunate out here in california our current international rep for the western states timothy jeffries uh uh, so much of the political work that he's put into it out here in california and we've been able to build these relationships uh with a lot of our state legislature um we've been able to sit down and have those conversations uh because to the general public, it, it seems natural. Oh, okay, you work in a, in a refinery or a power plant, you can install solar panels. And uh, our craft, I mean, we were organized in 1880, so we have a long legacy of craftsmanship. And we are trained to do very specific things. Not that there's anything wrong with installing solar panels, but I can tell you that a lot of our apprentices that come through our door used to work installing solar panels and they said for them they felt there wasn't any opportunity there and they came to the bowl makers looking for opportunity looking for a real career um in our opinion out here if you want a, a real transition it's one for one um i personally don't believe anybody is out there you know they didn't wake up this morning and say how can I destroy the boilermakers today? Or how can I hurt working class people? I don't think anybody woke up with that. I, I think we have to have these conversations and we have to inform each other. Um, it's not easy for a lot of people to see what life looks like through working class people's eyes. It's interesting, though, because uh, obviously I agree with that. Um, so how many people don't have all the information and are making decisions 
on, uh, you know, that it, to cut their nose off to spite their face. In regards to our, our, our natural energy, traditional energy uh, resources and industries. So it's amazing the gap that doesn't get, and uh, and the and the details that don't get discussed in these processes. We wouldn't have to worry about that if the people talk, uh, you know, screaming about a lot of these things actually understood what it takes to, you know, to work together, which is a necessity to be able to transition uh, in, in, in our energy uh, industry. So having said that, let's talk about, uh, uh, and, and you put that incredibly well, talk about, uh, and let's discuss the current, you know, uh, itinerary. We don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to kind of spit fire here. I mean, but you guys are, you have a big agenda. You're preparing your signatory contractors to expand the scope of their work. How is that being received? So right now where we're currently at, a bulk of our research uh, in getting a feel for the industry, um, I don't want to say it's complete, but I would say it's up to date. So the question was, what do we do with this information? Um, we're very fortunate here to have Randy Thomas as our, as our business manager currently, and he's very enthusiastic and optimistic. And he said, hey, man, let's take this research that all you guys did and, and let's pound the pavement. Let's take it out to the contractors and inform them. Uh, so what we started doing is we call it going on tour. Uh, we started going to each of our signatory contractors and showing them our findings. And we have had nothing but positive responses. Um, we've had some of our contractors go, I had no idea what I was going to do in five years. Exactly. We just, I was thinking yeah, the same we exact just, thing. Yeah. You, you, what you're doing is you're not only doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for your signatory contractors. And the truth is, I mean, these are, full-time corporate businesses. They have a business to run and some of them don't have an R and D department. And it's not that they don't want to do the work. Sure. Uh, they don't know how to act. They don't know what the terms are in the phraseology is for some of these technologies and how that actually applies to our industry. Absolutely. Let's segue down. You're talking about putting a, a bid source list together. Uh, what does that mean? Oh man. Uh, yeah. Our business manager, Randy Thomas, uh, we, <laughs> we call ourselves the tinfoil hat society. We just throw ideas out there and sometimes they happen to stick one day in a conversation. He said, you know, there's all these different, um, bidding sources, right? Where they put jobs to bid or requests for proposals or quotes out there for contractors to bid on. He says, why is there not one for the bowl makers? And, um, I told him, I said, you know, what? uh, give me a couple of days, see what I can put together. And we use an online platform, uh, to be able to post these different jobs. And we include engineering drawings. We include contact information, bid dates, uh, bid amounts, where the project's located, permitting, uh, and awesome. all the history from the air resources board for our contractors to take a look at. It's very interactive. It's a, it really is a true tripartite between us, our contractors and owners. Awesome. Now, listen, we have, we only have a, about a minute and a half here. I just want to say a couple things. You guys are, we talked a little, are getting involved in political action uh, in, in regards to these issues, educating state legislatures and the importance of the, the new energy products uh, or projects being union jobs, good wages, high, high skilled, and also having an uh, active engagement with the California Energy Commission, having a voice uh, with the commission. Comment on both of them. You got about 30 seconds. Participation with uh, our state legislature is, is essential. Um, and uh, they really do care about uh, their constituents. And all we have to do is really paint that picture of what it's like to be a working class person for them. And they usually understand. Um, the California Energy Commission is amazing, in my opinion. And you know, California gets the, uh, gets the butt end of a lot of jokes for the amount of red tape, but that red tape, uh, the process and the procedure has really been our greatest advocate because everything is public information out here. And we really get to see what these projects are, where they're coming from and how our craft actually relates to them. Uh, Dominic, uh, you know, man, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you have a platform here with the labor and energy show, uh, you guys are breaking new grounds and, and, uh, you know, we talked about it earlier. I mean, this is a model 
not, not only for the Boilermakers uh, Union and, and their international, but all unions should be looking in, who are in the energy sector um, should be looking at this uh, research and development uh, committee, uh, the new endeavors committee. Uh, Dominic Wasser, business agent, Boilermakers Local 549 in California. Man, thank you so much for being on the broadcast. Uh, again, we're here for you, man. Keep up the great, great work. It's my pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Good stuff from Dominic Lucero, J-Doc, proving one of your earlier statements in the Labor and Energy Show. This is not your grandfather's union. Back in a moment. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know that CO2 can be safely and permanently stored underground? Did you know? PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. The Eastern Atlantic State's Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained, and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. And back here for our final segment on the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. Man, J-Doc, I've got to commend Dominic Lucero for uh, being with us for the full show. Um, his conversation was very informative. Um, man, it was just really, really... I don't want to say entertaining because that's not the right way to describe enlightening. it. But enlightening. But it was enlightening. Very good word. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, what. What's awesome about it is um, at the local level, the National Boilermakers Union is, is uh, I mean, the Boilermakers Union is doing incredible things. But what's also fantastic is the National Union is jumping, uh, you know, is, is engaged in this. This should give every Boilermaker and every union member that has anything to do with the energy sector optimism, okay? Uh, you know, they're not just sitting on the tracks waiting for the train to come through. They're developing. They're expanding the scope of their work. They have a reach research and development department. Dominic Lucero and his entire team, the business managers and, and, and the representatives at Local 549 and Tom Baca and, and, and everybody at the Boilermakers International. Fantastic job. The future of our union community is at stake and it's in good hands. Wow. Well done. Well said and well stated, J-Doc. That's going to do it for this edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. Real quick, J-Doc, 15 seconds uh, the upcoming uh, summit. Yeah, again, uh, Kathleen Sagama and the Western Energy Alliance uh, on, on uh, October 20, the weekend of October 28th, our next ener- uh, labor and energy uh, uh, summit. Going to be a fantastic, uh, you know, broadcast, and it's going to, uh, you know, talk about the issues coming over from the West Coast and everything that her organization is dealing with. Another educational experience, man, and an exciting one. And if you miss any of the show, if you want to go back and listen to any one of the shows or our previous first two summits go to apple or spotify and just search the labor and energy show that's going to do it for this edition of the labor and energy show with jadoc and krause on behalf of all of our partners who make uh, our show possible and on behalf of dominic lucero our very very special guest uh today i'm joe krause see you next time everybody Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. You can help. Call your congressperson before the upcoming midterm elections and join the movement to push back on RINs. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.